Good morning. Hannah Witherby and Johnny Parks. On 93.9 Virgin Radio. You never know what you might find thrift shopping. One of my favorite pastimes. Yeah. It's Hannah and Johnny on 93.9 Virgin Radio. So have you ever found anything really cool? Uh, I mean, cool, yes. Valuable, not so much. Just, you know, (laughs) odds and ends. But uh, there was someone who found something absolutely, unbelievably valuable. Someone in Texas bought um, what looked like just a statue of a head for $35 from a Goodwill thrift store. Turned out to be a relic from ancient Rome. No Like a real Roman bust. Um, So she was thinking someone returned this from HomeSense to a thrift thrift store. Well, here's the thing. She actually figured that it might be valuable. I guess she had a little bit of experience in the area. Laura Young is her name. She's been reselling antiques for 11 years. Came across his 52-pound marble bust in an Austin Goodwill in 2018. Said, looked interesting. For $35, it definitely seemed like a bargain. And, you know, she's like, I've seen statues before, like older statues, and this kind of looked like that. And busts are so hot right now. Are they? Yeah. Oh, People I didn't know that. love a bust. Okay. Like, okay. not chest area, like both, the bust. Of course. Both. <laughs> Why not both? Uh, but, you know, I, yeah, it'd be funny if someone who has no idea what it is, they just bring it home and they're, like, putting funny hats on it and stuff. That like, would be what <laughs> I I would do. Goofy, yeah, right? Sunglasses. But uh, no, she knew that she had something here and started reaching out to various auction houses and experts to find out more. Ooh. They actually tracked it down, um, and it's apparently 2,000 years old. Wow. Came from ancient Rome. So my question is, who brought it to the thrift store? Well, like, this how is did the it thing. end up there? They don't know how it ended up in Texas, but they did manage to track it back to... Um, I think there was, uh, in Bavaria, Germany, there was photos from the 1930s of this head back there. And um, I believe the the Bavarian government actually ended up, you know, they were like, we have to give it back. You can't, this isn't technically yours because they believe... It was stolen in the Second World War. That's what they think happened. This villa that it was last known to be at came under attack. And, uh, and yeah, for about 80 years, the whereabouts were unknown until this woman found it at the Goodwill. But you don't, you don't buy that? You don't think that she should have had to give it back? No. Haven't you ever heard of finders, keepers? <laughs> Is, that, she, Is that an official law? That's legal practice? She bought that. She has a receipt for that. Yeah. They can't be like, this is actually ours. Uh-huh. What kind of precedent does that set? Well, They can look at anything we own and say, this is actually mine. I Sorry. Guess. I yeah. owned it a long time ago. Mm, you know? It's okay. not, that's not fair. Well, if you if you have found something valuable at a thrift store and you want to tell us about that, please text 1093. Treasure. Call 519-792-6040. My favorite part was that um, the woman named it Dennis Reynolds. And I don't know if you've ever watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. But it's a character from that show. Does it look like the character? (laughs) Not necessarily, but this guy is, like, very narcissistic. And he's very... um, very like self-absorbed and he's kind of a psycho and that's what this woman said about it they were like he's like cold emotionally he's very distant that's amazing (laughs) him dennis reynolds i have some important news for you anna witherby and johnny parks can i get in on this on 93.9 virgin radio Windsor was pretty thirsty for Dave Portnoy to come. Oh, boy. And do this one-bite pizza review because he was going to Toronto to watch some Jays game. We were like, come to Windsor, please. We have the best pizza in Canada. So 
Dave Fortnoy tried a Windsor Pizza spot, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. It is a Windsor Pizza spot. It was in Toronto, though. It was well, Ambassador Pizza in Toronto. Immediately red flag. That okay? Yeah, Ambassador um, Pizza. I heard it's really good. No shade to Ambassador, but it's not not it's really not the same. In, it's not in Windsor. Okay, but an attempt was made. So, do you want to hear the one bite review? Yes, let's okay. hear it. Pizza. Well, I'm not going to do that. I'm in Toronto for like three days. So one bite. Everybody knows the rules. So Windsor, this one is for you. Uh, let's see. We got that. See if I can tell the difference in the cheese. Pretty good on the carrots. Thin slices. Okay. So he bites. He takes some of the crust. He does all that stuff. Seven three. Uh, Seven three. Seven It's a good quality pizza. I don't see anything jumping out. I don't know that I would have noticed the cheese. I mean, the cheese definitely has a little bit of a tang, and I like it, and it's good. It's a 7-3. It's very good pizza. Now, is it worthy to get on the plane and jump to go to Windsor to eat all these? No, I don't think so. I think the pizza, the like, it's just good pizza, but there's nothing about it that screams, oh my god, I gotta get a private jet and go to Windsor for the day. Still very good. Ambassador, great. So, Here's the thing. People Mm. have some problems with this because Dave Portnoy famously only gets cheese pizzas. Right. So it was uh, it was just straight cheese. Only cheese. So there was no shredded pepperoni. There was no mushrooms. mushrooms, No green peppers. So it wasn't like a real Windsor pizza. And that's what everyone, you know, he was saying he was getting slammed with messages from people. Guaranteed, so many of them were like, it has to be a large super, has to be a large super, has to be, has to have those ingredients, right? Yeah. Huh. But that's his thing. He only gets only cheese, cheese pizzas for all of the other pizza reviews as well. So it's not like this was a particular FU to us. No. He, he just I, didn't. He I doesn't know. Maybe he wants to keep it an even playing field, and that's why he doesn't mess around with the topping. Yeah. Right? Well, has he gone to Detroit to, to try their pizza? He, he must did. Have. Yeah, he did. Okay. Well, why didn't he just come across the border? He's like, oh, I don't want to fly all the way there. If you were in it's Detroit. It's really not that far. You could have just come across, man. You can drive from Toronto, too. Like, oh, well. it's not that big of a deal. Next time, we will. You don't if, need a private jet to if, come to Windsor. <laughs> if we have to track Buddy down and shove a large super down his face hole. Good morning. Anna Witherby and Johnny Parks. Every morning, 93.9 Virgin Radio. How's your flirting game post-COVID? <laughs> Good one. Probably uh, not great since you've been dating the same person and yeah. are now engaged. Pre-COVID, post-COVID, whatever. I had never had any game For at 12 all. years. Yeah. Um, well, scientists claim that they found the optimal way to flirt. Okay. And you say that we shouldn't really be trusting scientists in terms of how to flirt and be fun and sexy. Yeah, are they the best <laughs> ones to trust? Scientists, known for their flirting skills or no? Okay, well, they study other people oh, who were yeah. flirting. Okay, that's so a this was 415 men and women in Norway and then 577 men and women in the U.S. Okay. And so there was one way of flirting that stood out among heterosexual relationships. Okay. That's what this study was what, about. This couldn't apply to whatever you're... I'm sure it could be. Okay. And then um, whether you're looking for a fling or a long-term romance, they found that, surprise, surprise, Humor is generally deemed ding, the most ding, ding. effective flirting yeah. strategy. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you look like in that case. For both genders. So they're saying laughing at someone else's jokes was considered advantageous. Mm. Uh, so in particular, they said women laughing at men's jokes 
<laughs> is a really good so, flirting technique. So even if they're not funny, even if but they're you're not laughing funny, at their jokes, these guys are going to be like, "I love this girl. <laughs> she laughs at my jokes. No one ever laughs at my jokes. This is amazing." Yes. Must so, me. here's the thing. It also, this is science, okay? This isn't me. Mm-hmm. It says that studies also show that women looking for short-term relationships, their most effective form of flirting is when they make their sexual availability known. <laughs> so, basically, it's like, tell people you're down and you will have success. You think? That's what scientists are saying. Did we need scientists to tell no, us this? guys. Maybe work on something else. Yeah. Like, want to have sex? Make it clear you want sex. Exactly. Okay. For women, that works. For men, For that sure. doesn't work. No, not always. So men, on the <laughs> other hand, they're better off displaying commitment and generosity. Uh, That's what women will want to look for, even in a short-term or a long-term relationship. Yeah. See, that's that's kind of interesting because I think that it is different. You know, for women, short-term versus long-term flirting techniques are probably very different. But for men, it, it's probably the same. Like, these it's, women want the same thing from you. Women are looking for a stable, reliable right. person. And they aren't going to... Re- it's funny. It gets even more into it. I'll keep going, though. Yeah. Um, so, basically, this means that the most effective female flirts were those who made sexual advances uh-huh. through behaviors like physical contact. Right. Not surprising, right? But Reach for, out and touch that guy. Yeah. The most effective male flirts would be the ones who actually reigned in their sexual desires. Uh-huh. So they pretended like they didn't want to uh-huh. and they promoted the best parts of their person. Right. So for women, uh, signals of sexual availability include dressing sexy, uh-huh. judged the most effective. <laughs> I hate, like, I hate this study. It's like, it's like- oh, you want a short or long-term <laughs> relationship? Number Females, one. number one, dress sexy and make yourself available. Whip them out, ladies. <laughs> yeah, you're done. You did it. So, you know, this this study, obviously there's room for error. Yeah. For men, flirtation tactics that signaled what they wanted, which was generosity and commitment, were intimate conversation, spending time together. Interestingly, men, even when they were looking for a short-term relationship, the authors of the study found that contact through comments, chats, and compliments were not effective forms of flirtation. No? So that means if you are looking for any type of relationship, even short-term, with a woman, commenting and DMing are not not going to help you. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like there's an aspect of trying too hard that comes out where it's like if you are trying to be Mr. like sensitive and you're like, you know, I really like to like cuddle and you know just like chill out with my girl. Like, I feel like that's not going to do it for you either way. Yeah. But if you do have real like engage in deep conversations, show interest in conversations, that's what it's saying is way more effective. Exactly. Like if you're sending someone a you up and a fire reaction Mm. to their Instagram story. This scientific study says it does not do work, that. even for short-term relationships. Do, Girls don't like it. Do they touch on D-pics at all? They uh, don't. Not no? that I've seen. No? Okay. Well, <laughs> let's let's keep it that way. Waking you up. Come on. Hey. Hannah Witherby and Johnny Parks. It's just fun. 93.9 Virgin Radio. If you were going to build an instrument out of all Windsor materials, what do you think you'd go for? What would need to be a part of this iconic Pizza. build? Pizza. You can't build a guitar out of pizza. Geese. Geese? <laughs> what the hell kind of thing are you building, If Anna? you hold a goose the right way, I'm sure it can turn into <laughs> an instrument, okay? You're going to be using a goose like a bagpipe? Just Got it on the- <laughs> 
It's Hannah and Johnny on 93.9 Virgin Radio and all animal abuse aside. We were only joking. Um, yeah, no, I would say, you know, maybe some stuff from, uh, you know, whiskey bottles. Like right, oh, the distillery thing. Right, maybe a course. chunk of metal from a Ford. I Something like this. That works. This is kind of the idea for this pure Michigan guitar. Really, really cool. Made of reclaimed old growth pine from the Packard assembly plant. Uh, this is going up for donation. And I guess proceeds from this go to Michigan Cares for Tourism, which aims to restore and preserve the state's historic, cultural, and natural attractions. But here's a here's a little bit about that from one of the makers themselves. I'm Mark Wallace, and I own Wallace Detroit Guitars. We take wood from abandoned buildings in Detroit, and we turn them into amazing instruments. That's the sound of the guitar itself, I think, which it sounds great. Sounds like a guitar, We're partnered right? with an amazing place called the Architectural Salvage Warehouse of Detroit. And uh, their mission is to reclaim as much wood as they can from these vacant properties. These houses were built at basically the same time as some of the most amazing vintage instruments ever. Uh, so if you can imagine finding a 1950s vintage guitar in a store, that would be a special moment. It's we so can find cool. the exact same wood in these vacant properties. Old growth pines, maples, walnuts from the city of Detroit uh, without actually having to go to a vintage yard. So I love that. Wow. And uh, some of the other features of this guitar, they have uh, an aged copper pick guard which I don't know if you probably are, like, you know, rolling your eyes. No, no, pick guard. That's it, like that right? little plasticky thing, Yeah, right? there you go. So but you in don't this case, it? In this case, it's made of aged copper, and they actually hand-etched it um, with, you can see the Renaissance Center on there. There's some Detroit what? landmarks really? on it. Yeah, and the volume knobs themselves look like uh, Detroit manholes. Oh, that's manhole so covers. cool. So this is really, really awesome, and uh, they are, you know, again, putting it up for auction if you want to go check that out and own a piece of Michigan history in the form of a guitar, but you will have to fight me for it. That's yeah. just absolutely well, a part of you it. You know the price of copper these days. Oh, boy. This guitar is going to be a million dollars. Yeah, someone's going to peel the copper faceplate off of your guitar and make off with it. Yeah, but, uh, wouldn't yeah. be surprised. No, yeah, Scott said the same thing. If we were going to make a Windsor guitar, whiskey bottles would have to be involved somehow. Yeah. Or you can always use them as a slide. You know, you do the, like, slide guitar, just use a whiskey bottle for that. You use the maple syrup bottle uh, once well, for that. that. Exactly. So, you know, there's a lot of options there. I'll be trying to pick up this Michigan guitar and Hannah will be accompanying me on just the goose, you said. Just squeezing I'm just a gonna goose. I'm just going to find a goose. Goose chase <laughs> took a <laughs> new meaning. Hannah Witherby and Johnny Parks. The only way to wake up. 93.9 Virgin Radio. After 13 years, we finally have a trailer for Avatar 2. No way. The sequel. <laughs> Avatar 2, the second one, the sequel. Okay, I just called it that. That's not actually what it's called. <laughs> All right. Is it a little too late? Is the hype gone from Avatar? Maybe. So the real name is Avatar, The Way of Water. Uh-huh. It's coming out in theaters on December 16th, 2022. So here, oh, my computer's just loading and it's not doing anything. It doesn't even want to watch the trailer It doesn't. For here we go. This family. Those are the only words oh. in the entire trailer. Was the it's rest a minute just a, 30. like a visual spectacle? Yeah. Okay. So it looks beautiful, but 
I don't care. You don't? No. Did you like the original Avatar? I guess. Yeah. Like, it was pretty to look at, and it was a marvel for its time in terms of, like, animation and all that. Right. But it looks the same, and there was no hint as to what the storyline is going to be. Yeah. Well, wasn't the... Uh, the people said last time the plot was even a ripoff of, like, Pocahontas or other stories like that. Yeah. Um, and it's taken so long to yeah. get this movie 13 out. years. Like, to think of that, I think I was... I was a teenager. The hype surrounding this movie after 13 years, it's almost going to be impossible for it to live up to it. But we'll see. Prove me wrong. Yeah, I just don't think... Maybe people don't have as much expectations because, again, they forgot. Like, yeah. They just straight up forgot <laughs> like, about Avatar. A brand Avatar. new movie, Avatar. Uh, it's not the one with the Smurf people, right? There's probably yeah. some Gen Z who doesn't even know what Avatar oh, the original is. Absolutely. They're thinking Avatar Last Airbender. <laughs> where's, where's my Last Airbender fans at? Anna Witherby and Johnny Parks. Wake up, wake up. Yeah. 93.9. Virgin Radio. Do you think that where you're born and what's happening around you sets the tone for the rest of your life? Ooh. Like if it's, a lot of people are in the hospital, obviously, but. Maybe. Uh You know, I was born during a thunderstorm and a full moon. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. We all know how that turned out. (laughs) (laughs) Obsessed with thundies and a bit of a wild card. Sure. So it makes a lot of sense. It's Hannah and Johnny on 93.9 Virgin Radio. Well, this would probably be the most badass baby of all time because they were born at a Metallica concert. Wow, rock on. Yeah. This Did is I the... sound like I knew what Metallica rock was? Rock on. Did, uh, you also just said the Metallica. <laughs> Do I sound like I know what the Metallica is? Um, but... It's these days and they're the Metallica. <laughs> also, Metallica's been around forever. I know. But uh, this woman gave birth during Metallica's concert at a stadium in Brazil. The new mother said that in the opening acts, which were Ego Kill Talent and Greta Van Fleet, who I've seen in in concert, said I was fine when they were on. But when Metallica kicked in, the contraction started and everything started going really fast. When three songs were left, uh, Jamie, who I guess is their partner, called the fire department. Halfway to the clinic, the water broke. The doctor said they were just going to have to take me in the ambulance. No time left. And he was born there. So they ended up just happening that quick. The song that kicked it off, I guess... None other than Enter Sandman. Can you imagine? So the baby heard this, and he's <laughs> yeah. like, I got a party, man. Exactly. <laughs> Push! Come on! You can do it! You're almost there! It's <laughs> pretty badass, though. Right? That's really cool. That's so cool. So I'm wondering, you know, if you had a choice, kind of like how in wrestling or things like that, people have their walkout theme songs? Right, or goal songs in, like, yeah. the NHL. Like, what would you wish you had as, as your birth song? The one that you came into this world to? Well, I told you Seven Rings by Ariana Grande. Which is ridiculous. What, what does that have to do? Like, why would that I be your it? theme song? I got it, because I love Ariana Grande. And you want it? You you got it. Exactly. You want to be that foil. okay. You like my hair? Gee, thanks. Just oh. Except I was super bald as a baby, so yeah, I don't know if that, that would was, You count. like my one hair? Gee, thanks. You like I just got it. Just grew it myself. Singular hair. Um, cons- I didn't have hair until I was like two and a half, I swear. <laughs> Considering the stories that my mom told about how hard of a birth that I was, uh-huh. I would say this would have been the song I came into. I came in like a... Were you a big baby? I was a big baby. Do you know how heavy you were? I don't remember. I was probably like 9 or 10 pounds. I have no idea. My fiancé and my fiancé's sister also both 10 pounds. Oh, yeah. Big babies. Big babies. And I'm still a big baby. Uh, (laughs) Text at 1093.9 said it would have to be this tune from Adele. Makes sense, right? Yeah. You're born to the Adele song, Hello. 
I feel like if you're born to Adele, you're yeah. going to be a horse person. Really? Yeah. Yeah? You think Adele makes music for horse girls? Yeah. Is that it? I okay. think so. Yeah. Oh, my God. This would be freaking epic. Someone texted 10939 and said, the drum break from in the air tonight. You're, you're born oh. right at that moment. Right here. No strangers <laughs> Wait, what about, remember yesterday we were talking about Phil Collins and the Tarzan soundtrack? Yeah. You'll be in my <laughs> you, heart. You wish you were born to the Tarzan soundtrack. With a flaming you, piano. Okay, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, some, just Thunderstruck, Thundy of course. Struck, that's of a good course. one. And, uh, well, this has to be the best one of all. They said, this is the classic that I wish that I was born to. out of the womb with a pokeball and a backwards cat. <laughs> this song still goes hard all these it does. years later. It's still fire. They come out like, hey, is that a Pokemon over there? Placentamon! I choose Ew. you! Wake up! Hannah Witherby and Johnny Parks. 93.9 Virgin Radio. People have been texting us essentially what they want their theme songs to be at 10.93.9, but specifically the songs that they wish they had been born to. Great songs to be born to. Seems like a weird topic. I know. Uh, but but <laughs> you said someone got got born. Got born. Was born, went into labor, and you said it was at a Metallica, Metallica. Which Hannah called the Metallica earlier. I, that was um, just an accident. Yeah. I know it's Metallica. <laughs> and it was the song Enter Sandman, which is pretty freaking epic. So they have to name the baby Sandman, right? Because he <laughs> yes, entered. That is the law the of world. the land. You have to. Uh, we got someone on the phone. 519-792-6040. You, you gave birth in kind of an interesting place. What happened? We went to a 4th of July parade. And when the parade was over, I stood up for my chair and my water broke. Oh, God. So what do you do? Like, they, what did They escorted my husband's car through the parade to come get me and we went to the hospital. That's epic. Did you make it to the hospital? made it in time. Yes. That's amazing. Wow. See, in that case, then I think you probably should choose something like uh, the Hulk Hogan thing. I don't know fitting? if I've ever heard the Hulk Hogan theme before, Johnny. You're introducing me to a whole new culture. Come on, brother. You don't know about the legend of the Hulkster. But what if they just think that they're a float, like a birth-giving yeah. float? <laughs> they're like, wow, know? this is really elaborate. It yeah, looks so real. It looks so real. <laughs> Getting loads of texts, too, eh? Yeah, we have a text from Crystal, and this, I think, would be more of a mom song they would like to give okay. birth to as opposed to a baby song mm-hmm. they would like to give birth to. Which would But uh, I think this is very relevant. Referring to drugs and epidural. (laughs) Give me more. Give me, give me more. Totally. Yeah. That would be a fun song to give birth to. The baby's not going to get it, but you will. Well, will the baby ever get it is my question. Um, Well, another text at 1093. Now, because we were talking about, you know, big babies. I said Wrecking Ball would be my theme song because I was a large lad. Mm -hmm. Um, They said I had twins. My son was nine pounds, two ounces. Daughter was five pounds, eight ounces. And in that case, maybe maybe this song from Coyle Ray. Winning them. That would be like a great theme song for twins, I think. I think so. Uh, another text at 1093.9. Who said the Lion King song? Was oh, that gosh. the. So funny. 
That's a great song to get born to when they hold Simba up. Is that how it happens? They get the baby out and they raise it up to the sky. Yeah, break exactly. a coconut over its head. Rochelle is the one who texted this one. Okay, fantastic. Specifically, the Lion King song when he holds up the baby Simba. Okay, this is amazing. Someone texted said Diana Ross. I'm coming out. Come Woo-hoo. on, that is classic. That's a great way to start your life. Yeah. I think that would be incredible. Your life can't go bad if no. you get born when this song's on. That drum hit. Ooh. And then right there. I, I think that's great. Yep. One that's more. One. one more text at 1093. <laughs> no, that's the one right that's there. That's the one? Are yeah. you sure it's not all I do is win? Oh, no. Let's get real. We all know DJ Khaled came out the womb yelling his own name. No. <laughs> Him and Jason Jason Derulo's baby named Jason Derulo yes. definitely came out. Everyone in the delivery room's hands go up. Hannah and Johnny on Windsor's new number one hit music station. Come on. 93.9 Virgin Radio. A cringe that hurts so good. He broke up with me. While you were in the lingerie and trench coat. Yes. It's Toxic Tuesdays. Like 93.9 Virgin Radio. Are you in your hashtag villain era? (laughs) This is my favorite thing. It's a new trend on TikTok. It has over 28 million views, more than 63,000 videos. Jeez. So when you think villain era, you can kind of think Cassie and Maddie from Euphoria. Okay. So both of them are the villains. Right. And they're saying the difference in whose side you're on is just based on perception and what side of the story you get. Because a lot of people see Cassie as the villain and Maddie as the good guy and a lot of people vice versa. So embracing your villain era is just accepting that some people's perception of you might be bad and living with it. Yeah. So here's somebody describing it on TikTok. You're probably unknowingly entering your villain era right now. I think for a lot of us chronic people pleasers, our villain era is literally just us asserting our boundaries, you know, expressing and really clearly communicating our needs and prioritizing ourselves often for the first time. And I think what unfortunately happens is that when you're a people pleaser, that isn't often well received by the people around you because it is such a drastic change in your behavior. And folks around you might start to feel like they aren't getting the same you that they used to get out of the relationship Mm. and as though their needs aren't being met. Right. And so it's kind of living with the fact that you're going to look bad in some people's eyes. So it's not actually being a bad person. You you are just kind of prioritizing yourself for once. It's stopping the people pleasing. Right. And you know, there's always the one friendship that you're in because, you know, you think it serves them and you don't really, it doesn't serve you anymore and you're just doing it out of obligation. Villain era is kind of saying goodbye to things that don't serve you Mm -hmm. and being okay with the consequences because you're going to look like the bad guy. I like that. You know, I think my, my fiance Sammy, very much a people pleaser. She yeah. spent her whole life just trying to, you know, be the person that whoever else wants her to be. And I think she's coming into her own into a time now where she's like, it's okay to look after me, you know? And it's you okay should. for people yeah. not to like you. For sure. Because if you know that you haven't done anything wrong, exactly. then you just have to live with it. You're always going to be the villain to somebody. Mm-hmm. So just do yourself. I like that a lot. Is it me? Am I the drama? I don't think I'm drama. Maybe I am. Maybe 
you am are? I the villain? I don't think I'm the villain. It's not, it's not a bad thing to be a villain, is what I think we're learning today. Yeah, this article says, starting today, be the villain. Yeah. Reclaim the time and energy that you devote to everyone and everything else and give it back to yourself. Yeah, I love villain that. Villain era 2022. I love that. Are you in your villain era? We want to hear from you. 519-792-6040. Embrace your inner villain. We are talking about your villain era. It's a hashtag that's going viral on TikTok. It's got like 64 million views. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's thousands of videos on this. And it's about putting yourself first and genuinely not caring about what other people feel about it's, you. That's, that's the move, I think. It's the move for this year. We've yes. been through too much. And we have some texts. They said, when I say yes to someone, I make sure I'm not saying no to myself. It took years Mm. to realize the power of the word no. It's not rude. It's boundaries. And the people you lose from not saying yes to, they weren't meant to be permanent, and that's okay. Yeah, I think that that's, you know, even in people's professional lives, they're finding it now. They're like, I need to set boundaries so I can have a work-life balance, whatever the hell that is. Totally. We have another text. It says, uh, it's anonymous. I'm cutting off all the relationships that only benefit the other person and accepting that there's people that will never like me. Mm. I'm focusing on myself, close friends and family. That includes breaking up with a girlfriend because she only benefited from the relationship. Right. So being in your villain era would be doing all these things for yourself and then not trying to like suck up, not trying to get people to forgive you, not yeah. trying to, just going like, with it. Whatever. You, you hate me for what I've done for myself, that's fine. I can be your villain, baby. That works. Let's call one of these back here. 519-792-6040. Hello? Morning, it's Hannah and Johnny. How's it going? It's <laughs> good. How are you guys? Good. good. We wanted to talk to you about your villain era. So you don't have to name any particular names, <laughs> but we were just curious, what about this year made you want to start embracing your inner villain era? I'm just tired of dealing with everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I just decided I'm not going to. That was honest to God it. I decided that... I don't need to deal with other people and all their feelings and opinions of me so they can deal with them. So does it feel liberating? Like, is it a weight off your shoulders? Oh, my God. (laughs) Is that a rhetorical question? (laughs) I'm walking on air, Hannah. I've never felt so free. Uh, Come on. It's amazing. When someone has an opinion of you and then you put it on yourself, nobody needs that. Nobody needs that in their life. If they want to have an opinion of me, that's their own doing. I used to bend over backwards to try and get people to like me. Like, And I'm 28 years old for my whole life. And just this last year, I genuinely like stopped caring and started just always speaking my mind and it's been really really great right it feels good this year i just decided that there's it's just not worth it the the pressure everyone's been under as well the weird the weirdness of the past two years the struggles we've all gone through it's like you can't fill anyone else's cup if your cup is empty so you have to take that time to to do right by yourself before you can help anyone else even exactly like Mm -hmm. i have to take care of my kids and there's been so much stress during everything the past two years and if I'm stressed because of other people, I'm not taking care of my kids, which is stressing me out. Yeah. Like it just—it didn't make any sense. Keep my family happy and healthy. Take care of them. Take care of me. And then what I have left, I will give to other people. But this has to be my priority. Yeah. And people who don't understand that are like committed to misunderstanding you. Yeah. And you don't oh need God. that type of energy in your life. No. 
I have what I need. My husband happens to be my best friend. My kids are awesome. That's all I need. If I have anything else, it is a bonus. That's really well put. I love that. And if that makes us villains, then screw the good guys, man. (laughs) I love it. Love the morning. Anna and Johnny on on, on Windsor's new number one hit music station. 93.9 Virgin Radio. Here's what's happening on 93.9 Virgin Radio. There's a new app that will take a candid photo of you every day. What? You remember Johnny? He hates candid I photos. Do. Because they're not candid. That name is false. It's people <laughs> pretending to be in the moment when they're not. And I, that has always upset me. Clearly, you will never make it as an Instagram influencer. No! Thank God for that. Okay. This one's not for your phone, though. It's actually an extension to Google Chrome. It's called Glance Back. So somebody made this during COVID to kind of help the work from home people, give them something to live for, right? Okay, yeah. So once a day at a random time, you never know when it's going to happen. It'll be different every day. When you open a new tab, it just takes a screenshot of you from your webcam, a picture of yourself. Oh. And so then after a couple of weeks, you can see all of these different photos (laughs) of you every single day. And you can put a little um, memo about how you're feeling or what you're doing, what you're thinking about. See, so that's a truly candid photo because it's a a surprise. You don't know. It really is. Yeah. When you (laughs) accused me of not being good at candids, we were posing for a picture. I'm like, how is this candid? It's not. It's simply not. That's fair. But that's besides the point. (laughs) I'm just fired up. This glance back, the only thing that I think would bother me about it is every time your camera surprise comes on on your laptop, you have 70 chins. Oh. Oh, of course. Like, none of these are going to be flattering pictures yeah. at all. It's the same as the front-facing camera on your phone. You accidentally <laughs> open that while you're trying to do something else, and you're like, well, there's my self-esteem down the tubes. But Sorry. that's what they say. That's what it's about, they say. Yeah. So they are basically saying that most digital photos we generate of ourselves today are highly curated. Yeah. And Glance Back acts as an antidote to this attitude by providing you with unexpected and often unflattering <laughs> photos of yourself. Like, we really need one more app that is uh, monitoring us when we least expect it. We we already have that, I feel like. There was one person who took this app for a test drive, and at the beginning, they hated it because all their pictures were bad, and you can't delete them. Like, they're up there for good. But then towards the end, they're looking back and they're like, this is kind of refreshing. Yeah. The only problem is you're wearing the same hoodie (laughs) five days a week. Yeah. Maybe they could uh, integrate this with some sort of motivational thing where you have a to-do list. And if you don't get it done, it's like, I'm going to start posting these to your social media. (laughs) That would be enough inspiration to finally get that to-do list done. For more Hannah and Johnny, check out 93.9 Virgin Radio. Weekday morning, 6 to 10.